Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, gals and pals, game on. It's time for the Sports Gal Pal Podcast, where we help gals and their pals come together over sports. Don't hate the game. Love the game. Or at least find out why he loves it so much. Now your host, the Sports Gal Pal herself, Ramona Rice. Well, hey there, Gal Pal Nation. Welcome to another episode of the Sports Gal Pal Podcast. We help you understand why sports fans scream at the TV during games and seem to either enjoy it or not. It all depends on how, you know, the teams end up. I don't know. It's just one of those weird things. Anyway, I'm your host, Ramona Rice. You can connect with me on Twitter at Sports Gal Pal and, of course, on SportsGalPal.com. And, gals and pals, I am super excited to have my guest on tonight. He is... um very interesting fella. I actually met him by accident because I became commissioner of the podcast movement 2016 league and he was kind of a last minute audition. He's like, I want to play. And I'm like, I had one more spot and he grabbed it. And it's Sean Garmer. And you guys have heard him before. He was on my um, podcast movement. I feel really bad, Sean. I owe you a total apology because like you were on the episode and you were great. And I didn't even talk about you at all. Like I didn't introduce you because I was just so wanting to get that episode out. So I feel really bad about that. I do, but welcome to the show. Well, I'm uh, glad to be here, and it's totally okay that it, happens. It's not totally okay. It's because you're the only one that actually gave like practical advice, whereas the rest of us were like, "Why are they picking two kickers? We're going to totally get into that draft." Because that was one of the craziest <laughs> drafts I've ever been involved in. Agreed. Yes, was- I don't think I've ever seen two kickers go in a row like that with the same person. Yeah, and I got a voice message from that person. I'm worried she's heard our episode and and she's upset. But oh well. Uh, no, no, there's no upset. If you take two kickers in what was it, the fourth and fifth round, you deserve yeah. mockery. Yeah, there's no better. There's no other way to put that. There's, than there's just... no other way to do that. This is how you learn. Galpon Nation. So here's the advice. Um, you're going to hear this episode way after you should be drafting for fantasy. But in the future... Just you don't even worry about kickers until the very end and just grab whoever. It doesn't matter anyway. But Sean, welcome to the show. I'm so glad you were able to make it. Well, uh, again, I'm uh, happy to be here and always uh, talking, doing something with sports. So That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So I like to start all my interviews with the same question. How would you get into sports? Man, uh, I am actually doing a fantasy draft like right this second. So sometimes if I pause, it's because I'm having to make a pick. But yeah, just, you know, from being a kid. Uh, my either I had a family that was into soccer, being half uh, Venezuelan, or the other family that was into football, and I was watching that from pretty much as long as I can remember. And I was always a big uh, video game person, so like from the age of like four, I wanted to be a broadcaster and stuff like that. You know, like uh, I'd play the Madden games and broadcast to myself. And my dad would walk in and be like, "What the hell are you doing?" I'm like, "Well." I'm practicing, you know, so uh, just uh, and I, I I was born in Arkansas. So my college team is is the Razorbacks. And then I lived in the Dallas Fort Worth area before I moved to Miami about four years ago for like 20 years. So I'm Dallas everything. So I know you're an Eagles fan. 
Uh, I know that goes against you, but, uh, you know, it's all right. I, I, I will get over it. I'm okay. Um, because <laughs> the chances of your team and my team doing anything significant this seasons are pretty, pretty slim. Um, yeah, because you don't have a quarterback. Surprise! Says no one. And, um, but good luck with that really fancy rookie running back. Yay! Because, you know, rookies always do so well, you know, because they're so trustworthy. Yay. Well, hey, you know, they wanted to start Carson Wentz uh, where you live instead of uh, oh, the know. guy that at least has been a backup for a little bit. So This is true. This is true. This is true. And yeah, it, it just it's it's sad, really, Sean, to be a Philadelphia Eagles fan. I mean, I can go into why there's sadness, but really, I blame Chip Kelly for all my woes this year. After that, I'll find somebody else. Um, but this year, it's Chip Kelly's fault. Last year, it's Chip Kelly's fault. I just like to blame Chip Kelly. Um, yes, no, and I saw that the whole Dallas thing, and I'm like, at least you have an excuse because you live there. Unlike, because I live in an area that's actually three hours away from Washington, D.C., so I have a lot of Redskin fans, but I live in a high military area, so there are Dallas Cowboy fans just randomly that have never even been to Dallas. Like, I've been to Dallas. I was there last year for Podcast Movement, and it was fantastic. Fort Worth is a great city. Everyone should go. Um, so at least you have an excuse as to why. And you like here, and I appreciate the fact that number one, you are Arkansas Razorbacks for all college sports. You're not doing this whole like I like this team for football and this team for basketball. Same thing with your city. So well done. Yeah, I've always been one of those like you just go all in or you don't. You know, I don't believe in that whole. Hey, let me just pick and choose which sport of college I'm going to be a fan of just for this team. It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, it's like UNC fan, basketball fans. You know, but I'm a UNC basketball fan, but I really like Ohio State football. Like, that doesn't work. Just admit that you're a bandwagoner. That's it. Yes. Yes. You know, and I would. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. So, no, I'm glad someone else agrees with me. It really is frustrating for me. I mean, I get the fan experience is supposed to be, you know, really individualized and you should like who you like. But I'm like, if you're from a major metropolitan area that has sports teams, then you should like those sports teams. Because if you're not, I'll give you an example. I'm going to be on a podcast tomorrow that um, uh, one of the girls is a New England Patriots fan, but she was from Pittsburgh. What happened? Yeah, really? I mean, seriously, Uh, you can find Pittsburgh fans, like, by, you can't help but find Pittsburgh fans anywhere. Like, so. I mean, the Steelers are almost America's team at this point with how many, how much their fans travel and everything. It's, it's amazing to me. Some people that give up wanting to be Steelers fans. Yeah, no. Oh, (laughs) Sean, I'm so glad you brought that up. Last year, I had a kid on um, the show. He's actually my co-host on my other podcast. We should not be friends. His name is Tim. And he gave up being a a Pittsburgh Steelers fan because he was dating a girl who was an Atlanta Falcons fan. Now, he's from Atlanta, but his entire family's from, this is before Atlanta had a team, um, because, you know, it was an expansion team. And so they were all Pittsburgh fans. And that happens a lot. That's why a lot lot of times why um, there are so many Steelers fans is because they all left when the steel yard shut down they went all over the place and so he was one of those families but he gave up what was it six super bowl rings for the atlanta falcons for a woman he is no longer dating yeah sports fandom goes beyond your significant other that's 
it, it should. Now, I love the story you put on here. I normally I don't talk about these things. Normally, I, I say, you know, these are like the seven th- questions every sports fan should be able to answer. I love this story you put on there, your favorite sports memory that you put Dallas Mavericks winning the NBA championship in 2011. And, and already, because you're a Dallas Mavericks fan, that should be a great memory. But you go, it's extra sweet for me because you were in Miami, Florida, visiting family for the entire NBA Finals series in 2006 when the Mavericks lost to the Heat and they wouldn't let you live it down. And then they got they got the revenge five years later. So can you tell me a little about that? Yeah, you know, uh, my, my I mean, I lived in Texas with my mom until like about 2002. And then they went and, and almost the whole family went uh, to Miami where almost all of my uh, Venezuelan side of the family lives. And so I stayed with my dad in Texas and so everybody sort of became Heat fans and, and everything else fans over there uh, for living there that long. So I just was over there visiting and it having me the finals, Dallas and, and the Heat. And, of course, all the Miami side of the family, That those first two games, I was feeling good. I was, you know, we, we were winning. And then all of a sudden that big change happens in the series. And then they don't uh, they don't win another game. And. I even had my grandpa come from another part of Miami, which is about like 15 minutes away, to drop the newspaper at the door <laughs> that said Miami wins just to, you know, <laughs> bust balls. So I was the first one to call everybody when we got the revenge five years later. It was, uh, it was really nice. See, I wouldn't even call it. I would have just been like, no, nah, I would have called. I'm not even going to lie. I would have called. I would have called. That's a good story. That, that that means your family loves you, though, if they're willing to be that mean to you. <laughs> you don't think? No, it's true, though. It's true. I mean, that's what uh, you do, though. You know, like my sister, she's a Dallas Cowboys fan. So my entire family has the entire NFC East covered. My mom married a um, Redskins fan. My dad is a Giants fan. I'm an Eagles fan. And my sister is a Cowboys fan. So you can imagine how much fun that is. That's like an NFC East war room going on there. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Like I just got um, a, a good friend of mine. Her daughter is um, uh, one of the um, Philadelphia Eagles dancers this year. So I just got free um, Redskin Eagles tickets. And I'm like, who the heck do I bring? Because no one else is an Eagles fan that I really know that I can bring to this game. I'm like, oh, no. What am I going to do? You don't have any uh, fans just like to go because it's football? the problem is I love being a Philadelphia Eagles fan. I'm proud of it, but there's a certain kind of stigma to the Philadelphia Eagle fan. You know, we did boo Santa, you know, we throw things. We're not the nicest fan. So it's not a fun place to go and say, Hey, let me just go for the sake of football. There is like one person, but it's in December when this game is, and he is super busy in December. So I'm kind of going, he's not going to do it. Like when my husband was alive, he would have been all about it. He would be like, let's just go. Um, But you know, that's not an option. So, I'm not sure what I'm going to do. Like, you know, and normally my sister, like she comes with me to U- uh, University of Virginia games. Um, you know, that that's love right there um, to sit through that. So, um, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do, Sean. Uh, I bet somebody will decide it right there at the last minute and go, yeah, I'll go. Yeah, I'll, you know, hopefully. I'll, I'll suffer for free, free football. Free Redskin and Eagles football. Yes, yes. And I don't really want to bring a Redskin fan because they might die. Philadelphia will stab someone. I know this. Just tell them, uh, you know, to secretly cheer for their team. Yeah, you know? that doesn't happen in Redskins. Come on. <laughs> really, Sean? 
Really, Sean? You've been like a fan of Dallas Cowboys forever. The Redskins. Oh, come on, fans... we're talking about the Dallas Cowboys here. That it, when you go to the stadium, it's almost like a wine and cheese crowd happening. So that's because it's expensive <laughs> now. I've been because so when I went to podcast movie last year, um, a bunch of us went to um, see a Rangers game, and of course, that's right next to AT and T Park. That stadium is the biggest thing I've ever seen in my life. It is amazing. I was there for the first day. I mean, my dad has season tickets to the Cowboys since 1994. Yeah. So I actually, the first game I ever went to that I remember going to was the champion, the conference championship game where the Cowboys beat the Packers and they won the Super Bowl and the last time they ever did anything worthwhile. And so I was at the actual first game that was at AT&T Stadium. And I just remember walking in there and just, oh my God, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's insane how huge it is and then having tickets at the 50 yard line where that tv is right in your face it is so hard to watch what's going on below you when you got this huge screen right in front of your face you know is it really i mean because it's you know it's it's the whole the whole building's massive it's almost um obscene yes uh i mean you certainly can get lost in there. And, uh, I mean, I don't know about the party pass people. I don't know if I could stand the whole three and a half hours, four hours that some of these people do. But, I mean, it's uh, it's certainly an event that you should go to. I went there for the, the WrestleMania show as well this past uh, April. And that was also just an event. It be, Being something different, not being football. And it, you can really see how huge the stadium is when – they take away some of the stuff that that's there for football. It's it's uh, really cool. Yeah, and uh, you do host you host several podcasts. But one, your original is Wrestling to the Max. So, is it a podcast that where you're talking about like professional wrestling? Yeah, um, I've been a professional wrestler before. I've done everything that you. Not I'm not been in like what you see on TV, but uh, you know, in the lower the lower leagues or whatever. Before I got hurt and I had to go to college, so my dad was like. You know, my dad's a doctor, so he, he gave me this option. He's like, well, you can keep doing your wrestling thing, or you can go to college. So I'm going to give you one or the other. So I had to stop doing the wrestling thing and uh, go to college. And so I kind of just picked up podcasting about it uh, about four years ago. And, yeah, we just talk about everything that goes on in professional wrestling, whether it's WWE or just stuff that probably most people listening to your podcast don't even know exists. Because uh, it's not uh, mainstream, you know. See, I find wrestling podcasters very interesting because that is a true passion. Like you have to really love. Like when I first met my husband, he was really into WWE, and that was back when like Brock Lesnar was like first on the scene. And I saw Brock Lesnar like challenging someone. I forget who. Apparently, it was a big deal. Um, you know, you can tell how interested I was in this. Um, we made <laughs> signs for like this guy named Booker T. Like I had, I, we were like five rows back. It's really entertaining if you go live. You should do it once, just to go. Yeah, you should. Um, I, I would recommend not going to the TV shows because you'll get the harder core fans, and they'll sort of t- sometimes ruin it for people, uh, just kind of being obnoxious and trying to do the opposite of what you're supposed to do with the storylines whatever. But if you go to these live events, which is the first one I ever went to with my dad and a friend of mine and whatever, he had to go to make sure it was okay for me to go later on by myself. Uh, he was one of those parents, very uh, protective in, in those kind of situations. So he was making fun of it the whole time. you know. But at the end of the day, he's like, man, you know, I was making fun of it, but I enjoyed myself. 
So if a guy that's a total non-fan like him, if you're even remotely interested, I think you should definitely go. And especially to those live events, the tickets are really cheap. Oh, you're talking about the smaller scale ones, not the big ones mm-hmm. and like the big arenas. Yeah. Yeah, the the TV ones are. I mean, you can go for like fifty bucks or sixty if you don't care where you sit. Now, if you want to sit on the floor or something, you might overpay for no reason. No, we sat on the floor. It was pretty cool because we were right next to the entrance, so we got to see like all the pyre. You know, fire shoots up and there's steam and there are songs and people are chanting. I mean, it's very cool. It's like you know, like like part of the, my my favorite parts of the game it is that opening scene. You know, where where the crowd's getting pumped up and they're singing the national anthem and they're introducing the players and they've got that entrance. You know, like if you think about like the Bulls entrance is one of the best ones in mm-hmm. all of sports. You know, it just is so good and uh, it's just one of those things where you're like pumped up and you're like yeah 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 yeah. You know, like. With, with professional wrestling, what I do remember is that literally you get that every 15 minutes. Well, yeah, because uh, you have a new person coming out for a match or something. So you get that, that crowd amped up again. And that initial, they call it pop, of the wrestler coming out is that, that cool feeling that you get of you get to see who's more popular and who's not and everything. So it's, uh, again, really, really fun. And I agree with you. Like that whole they, – they started – a lot of teams started doing the whole, oh, we're going to come out as a team thing, so you kind of don't get that as much anymore. But I remember for like the Cowboys where they would introduce either the offense or the defense for that week. It was always fun getting to do the, oh, they'll call the names, and you get to cheer for this person and that person, and all the pyro going off and everything. Always, uh, always a fun part. Yeah, I was just at, um, I graduated from the University of Virginia. I was just at, at the um, game, opening game this past weekend. And the, we have a new coach, Bronco Mendenhall, who was at BYU. And now he's come to Virginia. And we lost the game. It was really embarrassing because we lost to, like, Richmond, which is, like, you know, D2. It's just really bad. But side the point, he changed the entrance. Like, we used to run out to, like, Thunderstruck by ACDC. And that went away. And I'm like, I just didn't get what they were doing. And he, had, he sent a video and explained it. And I'm watching this going, I don't feel pumped up. I mean, but I had other things I was talking – thinking about during that opening game just just for a lot of reasons but I'm just like I feel like that whole part of it is the whole fan experience like you know you you, you and especially I wonder and because I've been to like Texas Rangers even like some of the stuff they do you know in the game you know they shoot up that gold dust when there's a home run and and all kinds of stuff and it's very interesting how each team chooses to kind of introduce themselves and set the tone for hopefully the game yeah, like, uh, you know, I went to Heat game and they did the that Kanye West and Jay-Z song for a long time uh, during their championship runs. And it was always different than from how the Cowboys or not the Cowboys, the Mavericks would do it with like uh, it either be something either something country or something rock music. And it was it's just like, like you said, it's so fun sometimes just to go to a different game, even if you're not a fan of that team, just to see how they do their pomp and circumstance and how the the fans relate to that team. Now, since you also, since you're, you know, I, I found when I have podcasters on or sports fans in general, they typically only like, like professional sports or college sports, but you like both. Um, do you find that the fan, and, and we'll put in the wrestling too. Do you find that the fandom of college is different than fandom for professional? Oh yeah. Um, I, I think you certainly get a different kind of fan because, you know, for college, obviously, if you, you – I mean, I went to University of North Texas, so much lower-scale team than, saying going to the University of Texas. 
but you still get like the the fans that get up at like five in the morning and go tailgating and uh, they're doing crazy stuff all day and i don't think you get as much the tailgating atmosphere obviously came from that college atmosphere and then it kind of lent itself over to the professional but i still think you don't get as hardcore of that in the professional that you do in the college um i think it's a much more uh you know streamlined much more modernized i think when you get into the the, the more adults doing uh that stuff but you still get the crazy guys in professional i think in college, you get the you know you get the 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 college because they paint their um, their bodies and then all this stuff. I mean, I think you definitely get a more rabid fandom with them. And, and wrestling fans is just that's a whole other world when you get into that because you get wrestling fans have this. There's this distinct difference between the fans that are on the internet and then the fans that are just the the kids and the moms and everybody else that goes. And it's there's such a difference sometimes that they clash. And so WWE tends to have like two different fans. So depending on where you are in the country, you might get people that go for everybody that you're not supposed to. And then you go to them like Green Bay, Wisconsin, and you got all the like the stuff you're supposed to be doing. And, uh, you know, like it's weird for me because I wish I could go to a stadium like for Miami. It's it's even worse than Dallas where you get fans that are very bandwagony and, and they don't care about the team and. Uh, unless they're like super winning, then all of a sudden you see all the Dolphins jerseys come out. But if the Dolphins are doing what they normally do, people act like the Dolphins don't exist. So wow, I mean, uh, do you blame them? No, but I mean, of course the Cowboys I, I still, are about as, as worse than the Dolphins right now, and you, you see their crap everywhere. Sorry, Eagles fan. I still think uh, <laughs> I still think you don't you don't get the people that do that as much in. Uh, at least for the Cowboys, you don't. Now, for like the Rangers and, and other sports that aren't as popular, when they're not winning, people don't care as much. But uh, for the Cowboys, so that's a football town, you know, football state. It's a much different thing. I, you know, I definitely think, though, college and, and pro is much different fandoms. I agree. I just feel like, again, because I'm one of the people that, I mean, I like pro, but I love my college. And I went to my college, um, but I love it. Like, you know, you have to love something to invest the money and time that I do for season tickets to watch them lose to Richmond. That is love. Yeah, certainly. <laughs> Am I wrong? That's when you love something very much like a child and you're like, okay, okay. So, yeah. No, I mean, it, it's difficult. And I, I find it's interesting when I talk to um, podcasters in sports, particularly it, it's a very interesting perspective when you when you really think about the fan perception and when you think about your own fandom. Because now that you're running, what, three podcasts, plus you guys are launching a new website, um, you know, what... For me, I, I wonder about you. Did it change your fandom at all when you started becoming more of a journalist for it rather than just being a fan? Yeah, I mean, it, it does change it a bit because you catch yourself sometimes going like for me, it's it's I think for the Cowboys, I never lose that. And for the for the Mavericks, I don't either. Um, for me, it's more wrestling where I become the journalist, and I sometimes it takes a lot for me to lose that journalist person and become the fan again, just because I've witnessed so much different stuff and and whatever. But with with the the, the actual like you know real quote unquote real sports, um, I think uh, I never lose it. Like just from going because and until I moved here, I went to the games every 
every week that they were at home so i was always getting to cheer the team on and even here when i'm sitting there i'm also taking notes because i have to talk about this game on the podcast in a couple of days i'm sitting there yelling at the tv like damn it why did you just hold it cost us 10 10 yards like you know so it's uh it definitely does change you because you have to be professional or at least it depends on how you do your podcast obviously there's there's fans that just totally are fans uh, when they're on the podcast, and that's fine too. You know, you have your way of doing what you what you want to do, uh, but to have to like rein that in and go and I and I have my well, my co-host is also a Cowboys fan, and I have to kind of like tell him like, man, it's gonna be really hard not to just want to rail on the team right now, but we gotta be try to be objective and and also kind of look at the pros and cons of what happened and try to assess things. So. Definitely, I think anybody that says it doesn't change you, um, I, I don't know what what you're doing, but definitely, I think if you kind of do any kind of critical analysis on anything, it changes your mindset a little bit. I feel like for myself, it's not that it. I, I'm definitely a homer with my teams. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, I've already made fun of Cowboys several times. I mean, on the episode. <laughs> I mean, that's not that's not being unbiased. That's being a fan, and just because you're on. Um, but for me, at least puts the perce- the perception, you know, I used to particularly with Virginia when they lose like, like typically Sean, when I, um, like, especially this Richmond game, normally it would have bugged the crap out of me. I would have been like, I mean, I still would be talking about it now. We're taping this episode, like this episode, um, right after the game happened, but there was also the first game after my husband died that I went to without him. And for me, I was so focused on that, that I really, you know, like, yeah, am I upset they lost? Sure. Am I concerned that, you know, this was a new era of football and we lack any kind of defense whatsoever? Um, Absolutely. But in the scheme of things, it's a game. You know, in the scheme of things, and I, I don't know if that's because of what I've gone through this year or because, you know, I'm starting to with the podcast and kind of seeing, you know, when I talk to fans about sports, it, it, you just kind of remember that this is supposed to be fun and a hobby. And, you know, at the end of the day, it doesn't really affect your life directly, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. I mean, you know, there's times where uh, even even us that we don't have like this huge fan base or whatever um we have a sort of loyal fan base that can go up and down depending on the week or whatever and depending on which podcast it is and and whatever and there's times where i have to catch myself and i go well you know as much as i love doing this as much as we have people that sort of are expecting this to be there uh you do have to remember that there are other important things in life whether it's sports where sometimes i think people go way too crazy with it and you sort of sometimes put it above other things uh same thing can happen with podcasts same thing can happen with any other hobby you have to sort of remember and be grounded uh i'm having to think about this doing the just doing the preparation stuff for the website right now i'm having to sit there and go man this is a lot of work i've also got to remember that I've got other things, job and and kids, or you know, wife and kid and and family, and like can't just totally get sucked into this and and not devote time to them either, uh, because you know that has larger effects than not writing a post on a website that day. Uh, speaking of your podcast, Sean, if the members of Gal Foundation want to check out your shows, where should they go? 
Yeah, if you want to check out my shows, the easiest thing to do is just uh, go subscribe to a network called the W2M Network. It's on pretty much anything that there's podcasts, like iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, TuneIn, Radio, Stitcher, wherever there's podcasts, literally it's there. That has all the podcasts there in one. But I understand there's people that go, man, I don't want like 20 podcasts downloading it in my thing and then having to search through and find the one that I actually want to listen to. So whether it's the football of the max where we talk about uh, the NFL and college previewing what's happening that week and then reviewing what's happening uh, the week that just happened, whether it's the fantasy football one that I'm not a part of, but two uh, good friends of mine that do a great job are, or the wrestling one or the video games one or, or anything else. Um, th- they're all there separately. So, you know, if you download the W2 Network and you find one that you like, you can just go search for it separately and just download that one, and you can uh, also delete the whole thing if if you care not to have that entire uh, network there for you. But, yeah. Well, that's awesome, Sean. And, again, you can check out all the links to Sean's the network and the shows at sportsgalpal.com. There you'll also get his um, the seven questions every sports fan needs to know. And, Sean, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. Well, I appreciate you having me. Thanks for listening to the Sports Gal Pal podcast. And be sure to check out sportsgalpal.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen.